This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today, I would like to talk about great tenor saxophonist by the name of Dexter Gordon. His nickname was LTD, Long Tall Dexter. He was a very imposing gentleman, very tall, very good-looking, uh, well-dressed. And even when he was about 16 or 17 years old, he was over 6 feet tall, so he looked much older than he was. He was born in Los Angeles in 1923 and is a product of the Los Angeles jazz scene. When we talk about West Coast jazz, today we always think about, you know, cool jazz as kind of ethereal, kind of light-colored music. But there was a jazz scene, a swing scene, a bebop scene in Los Angeles, although there's not much documentation about it, but there were a lot of great musicians out there. Let's get back to, um, to Dexter. He was born in 1923, came up through the school system. His father was a very well-respected African-American doctor in Los Angeles. And among his patients were people like um, Lionel Hampton and Duke Ellington. So young Dexter knew about music and had great respect for it. Also, this is the height of the swing era. Um, he started on clarinet, eventually started to play alto saxophone. And by the time he was 17, he was playing tenor saxophone. He dropped out of school and took his first professional gig around 1940 or 41, playing with the Lionel Hampton Orchestra. He stayed with Lionel Hampton until 1943, then he went to New York City. Um, you know, the Hampton band was traveling all over. And, of course, Lionel Hampton first came to fame playing with Benny Goodman in the 30s. But um, Lionel had a very famous swing-slash-jump blues band in the 40s, and Dexter was one of the star soloists. In 1943, he was back in Los Angeles, played with um, some really wonderful musicians, uh, some of the musicians who played with uh, Nat Cole. In 1944, he joined the Billy Eckstein Band. Now, this is important for many reasons. Billy Eckstein had the first bebop big band. In that band was people like Fats Navarro, Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Sonny Stitt, Gene Ammons, John Malachi. So these are all the people who are going to be really important in the bebop scene in New York in the early to mid-1940s. So he is in that band. Dexter's playing is a kind of a combination of... Lester Young and Don Bias. So let's start with some, some Lester and some Don, and uh, let's just check them out, and then we'll move on to Charlie Parker, because Dexter Gordon is really the first tenor saxophonist to put all this, the style of these three great players, Lester, Don Bias, and Charlie Parker, into a style of bebop tenor saxophone. We're going to start with a little bit of Lester Young from a Count Basie recording from the late 30s. This is called Every Tub. What we really want to concentrate on is Lester's sound and approach to playing because you're going to hear that in Dexter's playing. But this is where Dexter comes from, this rhythmic approach and sound of uh, Lester Young. So 
you can hear in Lester's playing that real cool, laid-back approach, the un- unusual sound for the swing era, which really was a, um, a very strong influence on Dexter's playing. The next person we want to listen to in terms of understanding Dexter is a little-known tenor saxophonist today by the name of Don Bias, who was a fabulous musician in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Let's check out a recording of him, just a duo he did in, I guess, in mid-40s with Slam Stewart, and this is I Got Rhythm. Check out Don Bias's tenor playing. Part of the puzzle in figuring out where Dexter comes from, musically speaking, is Charlie Parker. As I said before, Dexter's the first true bebop tenor player. In the mid-early 40s, you know, he was playing with Billy Eckstein, was friends with Dizzy Gillespie, and that whole group of musicians, uh, of course, was really centered around Charlie Parker and his new Charlie's new way of playing the saxophone. You know, Charlie was a, a terrific musician who really revolutionized jazz in the early 40s with his new approach, but there weren't many tenor players who were able to do that. So Dexter took um, the technique from Don Bias, the sound and the feel from Lester Young and, of course, the melodic, rhythmic, and improvisational approach from Charlie Parker and puts it together in this very unique package that is really easy to identify. Dexter's sound was enormous. It was it's been referred to as gargantuan. I mean, it was a beautiful big sound with a wonderful vibrato. And, of course, his rhythmic style of playing, it was he played his eighth notes rather evenly instead of the da-da-da-da-da-da-da like you hear from the swing players. He played but do da do da do da do da do da da really even eighth note. So let's listen to a little bit of Charlie Parker, and then we're going to put this together, and that's going to give us Dexter Gordon. This is Charlie Parker, um, one of his most famous recordings from 1945, Coco. Check out Charlie's playing. Thank you. 
Dexter played with some interesting groups in the early 40s. Actually, one of his first really important engagements was playing with Louis Armstrong. Louis, from about 19, late 20s through about the mid to late 40s, played primarily in the big band setting. I mean, you know, we always think about Louis Armstrong playing in kind of a New Orleans frontline group with, you know, trumpet, tenor, and trombone. But in the 30s and 40s, that's not the instrumentation that he used. He used a big band, and Dexter Gordon, one of his first important jobs was playing with Lewis, and he said that he learned so much from Lewis about how to run a band, about professionalism, and of course about swinging. How could you not learn that from him? Dexter made a lot of recordings in the mid-40s. He played with uh, on some of Dizzy Gillespie's important 1945 recordings, he played with Fats Navarro. His first real important record as a band leader was with another tenor player by the name of Wardell Gray. And you have to remember, back then in the 40s, they didn't have LPs. They had only 78s, and a 78 could last, you know, about three minutes. So they released a two-sided 78 called The Chase Part 1 and Part 2, and it's a feature for these two great tenor players. The first um, soloist you're going to hear is Dexter, and then he plays a chorus on this song, and then Wardell, who was another wonderful tenor player who's got a little more of a light and airy sound, a little more strongly influenced by Lester Young. But let's check out the first real important record uh, from Dexter Gordon. This is The Chase, Chase was a very successful two-sided 78 10-inch recording. The two-tenor format became very popular in the 50s. Dexter actually did some two-tenor things with Gene Ammons and, of course, the two-tenor format with John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins and Sonny Stitt. That was very, very famous. So it really kind of starts with uh, Dexter doing this in the 40s. And it's interesting to compare the two different sounds of Dexter's, whose sound is really big and aggressive. And, of course, Wardell, who passed away very, very early in his career in the early 1950s, had a much more light and airy sound, uh, more reminiscent of pure Lester Young. But Dexter is going to be the dominant tenor player of the 1940s, influencing the next generation of great tenor players, people like uh, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins, uh, Stan Getz. But Dexter is the prototypical bebop tenor player who predates all these other guys who in the 50s are going to be very, very popular. There's another recording from that same period. This was a session... I think recorded in 1947 by Dexter Gordon. This is another great recording. It's called Bikini. Thank you. 
We'll end today's session with a 1947 recording of a piece called Dextrose, recorded by the Dexter Gordon Quintet and features the wonderful trumpet player Fats Navarro. A lot of times these recording sessions were thrown together in studios, sometimes in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. A lot of times the musicians didn't really have songs um, written out per se. They might have a, a germ of an idea and get into the studio and kind of sketch something out and then they would play. And a lot of times these songs were titled by the producer or the engineer after the fact. So that's why we have so many of these songs called Dexter's Index, Dextrose, there's Dextivity, and all these kind of silly names. The musicians didn't come up with those titles. Those were given after the fact. But the point is that there's some wonderful recordings some really great playing. So we're going to go out today with a recording from 1947. This is called Dextros. Dexter Gordon on tenor, Fats and Battle on trumpet. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. Visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com. Jazz Insights is produced by WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta, Georgia.